everybody, Gigi here. We are on episode two of Gigi's Reality. Um, I want to say thank you so much to everybody for listening to episode one, subscribing, your reviews, amazing. I love you guys so much. Um, the feedback was all positive. And look, I don't hit the nail on the head every time, but everyone was very, very nice. Um, and I really appreciate it. I really do. Um, I love coming on here and talking with you guys and being able to talk longer about things that I have because I know I can post a lot of stories at times and it's hard to sometimes follow until I put them into highlights. Um, so it's good to come on here and kind of talk about what we went through the week prior. So, um, last week we talked about the Kardashian giveaways. Um, we got into some tea on Brittany and Christina, talked a little bit about Laura Beverly and a few other things around giveaways with the influencers, um, and just unfollowing them again. I hope everyone has made the choice to unfollow those who don't bring you happiness, Um, I feel like it's very important to to do things like that because it just all goes back to mental health and just keeping your mind in a positive space. Um, And when people don't bring you joy, you gotta, you gotta cut it. Um, Life is too short to do that. So with that, um, today we are going to jump into a lot of things. We're going to talk about reality TV. Of course, we are going to talk Randall and Lala a little bit. We're going to talk about the Tristan Thompson baby saga. Um, and then I'm going to get into the CEG agency entertainment, the, uh, central entertainment agency group that I had spoke about on my stories this weekend. Um, I think it's really important to talk about this because there's been some more information that has been put forward and, I think it's time to have a chat. So with that, let's get into it. Okay, so I have not addressed this yet. Um, I went on to Ryan Bailey's podcast, who I love. Um, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. He's amazing. And I talked a little bit about what had happened with Lala and Randall. Um, I'm going to not get into it in full details because I'm going to have Lala. She will be my first guest on this podcast. Um... So I'm not going to go so far into it, but I will give you kind of a heads up of what went down and how we ended up where we did. So um, when all these rumors had come out around um, Randall and being in Nashville and cheating in the weekend prior in Alabama and cheating on Lala, pictures of him and women in the bars, there were some pictures that surfaced that I had posted back in, I think, October. I want to say October is when I posted them. Um, And from there, people were sending in screenshots with these text messages that they have received or DMs they got from Randall Emmett. Um, And they were horrifying, like very horrifying to the fact where it's like you read them and you're like, ugh. So um, with this, so I started posting it. I started posting everything. Um... On my page, and obviously the media had picked it up. Um, I got contacted by someone from Lala's team, um, and I was speaking with Lala about the situation, which we will go into detail when she comes on my show. Um, but I just kept her in the loop as to what was going on. I sent her everything that I had gotten sent. I put up a box. Um, women were coming forward and sending me information as to what they had gotten from Randall, and for me, it's like reading the messages and seeing that you're just like, what kind of man 
is that? Like, first of all, there's, there's gotta be something deep rooted in him that he feels is like, he needs to have power over women. He needs to control them in some, in some way or form. And that is from a monetary standpoint. So he would send them money and then somehow would feel this, you need to do this for me and you need to do that. Like the power over them. Um, so I've had these text messages, um, a few of them, the ones that I shared actually for about a month and a half now, I just never shared them because out of respect for Lala. Um, but then fast forward to last week, uh, I had a follower of mine that reached out to me very upset. Um, cause Lala was actually reaching out to some of the women that I, that had contacted me that I had sent her, um, who Randall was reaching out to and, Randall, I guess, was trying to cover his tracks. Um, he was harassing this one woman that um, he reached out to via Instagram. And at that point, I made the decision to blow up his spot um, solely because I feel like guys like him are never going to stop what they're doing. Even when he gets caught, he's still going to be up to his old tricks. He's still going to do what he wants, you know? So um, he just, like, he can't see the light. There's nothing that's going to be an aha moment for Randall because this is just what he does as a man, um, and he doesn't know anything different. So with that, I posted the messages. Um, I had already, like, ironically been DMing Lala because I was trying to set up when for her to come on to my show, which she wasn't able to schedule anything up until the reunion had been filmed, um, because of their contracts they're under with Bravo. So as we're DMing, I happened to already had posted the DMs that, the DMs and screenshots from Randall, and I like Deandron and said, I, I'm so sorry. Um, please don't kill me. But I just posted the screenshots. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to, but like the way that he was just harassing a woman and she DM me, like, I don't know what he said to her, but people should be held accountable, all that. So I went ahead and posted everything. Um, people then kept coming forward and saying that like all the information that was being shared was from 2018. Um, and I, you guys need to know that I didn't post all the DMs. I posted one instance of screenshots of text messages from somebody and then some DMs on Instagram. I didn't post everything that was sent to me um, because they were disgusting. Um, they were worse than what you saw on those screenshots to the one person. So with that, um, I then started sharing some DMs from women. Like he was reaching out to people from uh, the US and the UK. Like he was reaching women all over the world, um, and sending them money too. And it's crazy to me because I've also had people in my DMs saying that he owes them money. So what are you doing, bro? Like not paying your bills, but you're paying your sugar babies. Um, it's just really disturbing. And I, I don't have any tolerance for men like that, that sit up there in their, in their thrones and think that they can run the show, um, or be in a way that they are untouchable. Um, and people kept saying like, oh, you're bullying him. I'm like, what? I'm not bullying him. All I'm doing is simply posting information because he took it upon himself to harass women and it's not okay what he did. Um, guys like that shouldn't get away with what they do. And I felt really bad for that woman. So I exposed it. Um, I have not heard anything. He has not reached out. His team has not reached out. He removed me as a follower. That is the extent of the communication with Randall. But it was pretty messy, and I feel bad for Lala. I feel bad for his three daughters. 
Um, I think that what he's doing is very selfish. Um, he's clearly putting his needs before his kids' needs. Um, and it's just sad. It's a really sad situation. So when Lala comes on, we'll talk about it more um, and what she is doing moving forward. So stay tuned for that. Um, I will update you guys once we get that scheduled. But she will be my first guest, and I will be so excited to have her on. She is a strong woman, and I applaud her for everything that she has done up to this point. Um, And from that, one cheater, let's get into another cheater, Tristan Thompson. Um, This one is not shocking at all. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but back in May, I posted an Instagram story of a woman, Kim Cakery. I think her username was like Kim Cakery 65. It has been since removed off of Instagram. She came on and said that she had a, I think a daughter with Tristan and that, um, Chloe's daughter had a sister. I think it was a daughter. Um, and everyone was trying to say that she was lying and I was DMing with her. Um, and she's like, they're trying to make me feel like I'm crazy. Um, I'll post these too. Once we, once we, this episode's posted, I'll post the DMs with this, with Kim. Um, but she's like, I'm not lying, all this stuff. And that's what happens because of the control of the Kardashians. They spin the media how they want it to be spun because they have the money to do so. It's so dangerous. Um, And I just feel like with this, it's to a point of no return. So, like, obviously the writing is on the wall with Tristan. Um, He also hooked up with Jordan Woods, who is Kylie's best friend. Like, regardless if it was just a kiss, it was still taken over the line. There has been rumors here and there. I would say every other month, maybe every two months of some type of woman of that Tristan has hooked up with and then the media kills it. TMZ never covers it. If you search this, um, this next story I'm going to talk about with Tristan, like look and see how TMZ has written the article compared to other magazines because they are in the pockets of the Kardashians. It's pathetic. Um, so fast forward to this weekend, uh, Friday, rumors start swirling that Tristan Thompson slept with this trainer in Texas. And this trainer was going into labor with his son. Um, She took him to court for child support. He sent her a Snapchat that said, um, you need to cut, like stop going for child support, take $75,000 and be done with it. And he also had implied that he wanted her to get an abortion prior. Um, Really disgusting really disgusting. This man gives no fucks. Um, I don't know why Chloe, I don't get her. I really don't. I mean, to sit there and I get it when you're in something like that and you're in so deep, you don't really see it until you're out. I get that part. But like, he's physically cheating on you. He physically has other children and you are looking stupid. Um, and what happens the media gets a hold of it, and it is like wildfire. She has had her son. Um, there's a lot of fake pages that are popping up on Instagram that are trying to portray, I think her name is Marley or Marlena. Um, and I just like, I don't know why. We, I, I'm guilty of this too because I'm feeding into it because I just love to see that they're getting dra- that Tristan's getting dragged. Um, but like why we pay attention to this? It's like, wh- Why? First of all, it's no one's shocked. He's a cheater. 
He loves to sleep with other women. He cannot keep his pants, his dick in his pants. Plain and simple. That's, that's it. And we all know that Chloe's going to take him back. That's her MO. That's what she's going to continue doing. Or there's going to be an announcement that, sh- that she has a surrogate and that they're expecting their second child. Something's going to come from this and she's not going to leave him. And it's like at this point, it's like the boy who cried wolf, but the girl who cried wolf. It's like how many more times are you going to cry it and then like put your quotes up and then you're going to get back with him. Like you just, I don't have patience for this stuff. We don't feel bad. You are welcoming this back into your, your home. And if they have an open relationship, that's fine. But say that. Stop trying to play victim, Chloe, because you're not a victim. You're not a victim whatsoever. Um, So I just feel like it is ridiculous. So if you have a chance, go and search this story. Check out how TMZ has reported this compared to the Daily Mail, BuzzFeed, all those. Um, And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It is just night and day. I uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I think that I think that the Kardashians know exactly what they're doing, um, and I'm over it. I'm over them. Okay, I know I'm not over them because I'm going to talk about them again because I just I find it so fascinating how they're able just to grab everyone's attention in such a big manner every time with these stories and wrap us in. It's like <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy to me. So another thing that we had covered this week on my stories was Aaron Carter. Everyone was requesting me to do a deep dive on him, and I just cannot. Um, There's a lot going on there, and just to fill everybody in, what had happened was he went live on his Instagram. He's recently just had a baby with his um, now ex-fiance, and the cops showed up to his house And he's outside talking to the cops because I guess he was on Instagram Live showing his shotgun. And somebody called the cops on him. So he's explaining to the officers that he has a permit to carry or license to carry, whatever the correct terminology is with that. Um, And then he comes back into the house and the ex-fiance has got the baby and he is like talking to the ex-fiance like, you need to take the baby to your mother's. This has become a welfare check. Uh, It's not safe for you two to be there. So it seems like he's at that point, like, very concerned. Like, you need to get out. This is not good for the baby to be here. People are trying to get the baby taken away. And he mentions Angel, who is his twin sister, um, who is the one that keeps calling the cops on him, um, who is trying to get the baby taken away from him and his rights taken away. So he is saying this to the ex. The ex is like, you're crazy. That's not... Like, just stop filming. And he's like, I'm not filming you, but I'm filming this for evidence and all this sense. So, like, a little backstory on Aaron Carter. Um, He is live all the time. Like, literally 24-7. If you search his his Instagram, he's most likely going to be live. Unless he's, like, sleeping for four hours of the day. So, he's, like, going through all this. And then he um, goes downstairs and says to her... um, did you, because her friends were there the night before, so this is all still on the live, and Dumas gossip or Dumas discussions posted this story. Um, and he's like, did you and your friends that were over here last night plant drugs, plant drugs in my house? 
And she looks at him and she's like, no. He's like, well, I have someone coming over later to sweep. Um, and then I'm moving to Denver. And he like slams the door and then says like again, like to tell her, tells her to like get the kid out, like get the kid out, get the kid out. Very like manic, like crazy shit going on at that point so then he comes back into i guess his recording studio or whatever he wants to call it a study it looked like a study um and he sits down and he pulls the shotgun back out and he goes see it's not loaded and he like jerks it to show that there's no ammunition in the gun um on the instagram live and you're just sitting there like what the fuck am i watching so then he starts talking about his brother nick who is a part of the backstreet boys band and he says and i quote I bet you guys didn't know that Nick, my brother, when he was 23, had sex with my best friend's sister who was 15. And then he starts Googling on YouTube. He starts searching, like, the dark secrets of Nick, whatever, uh, Nick Carter. Um, And then the Instagram live stops. Like, very wild shit. Um, I have not followed Aaron that closely, but it seems like a lot of people do. But from what I was searching, I, I just, like, cannot find it in my heart to to do a deep dive on him. I think that he has suffered a lot of dark, deep trauma. Um, and he has gone through a lot of stuff. So it is just one of those things where I wish I could, but I can't type of situations. I hope he heals. I am praying for him and his son um, and his son's mom. And... Yeah, it is just something else. I mean, if you want to check it out, you can look at his his Instagram. He's live all the time. So next up, we have CEG, a.k.a. Central Entertainment Group Agency. And this is a group that operates in two different ways. They manage um, reality TV stars, um, and they also act as the middleman between the brand and the influencers. So, like, brands will have campaigns. So if you think about, like, Dime Beauty, our favorite. I love talking about them. <laughs> if you think about Dime Beauty, they'll have campaigns where like they'll they'll do the lash serum, whatever, 25% off code by the influencer, the influencer shares that. So those are like the type of campaigns and then the influencer gets commission, all that. So SEG, I call it SEG just because CEG is um, competing with other agencies to get these campaigns and then what they do is they go out and search for talent um, to be a part of these campaigns so they'll get a they'll get influencers to be a part of this influencers will take to their page they will post the product the contract will be completed the brand pays within the 30 net days sometimes 60 depending on who the brand is um so once that contract is complete the payment comes through to the agency and the agency is then supposed to pay the influencer well Doing some investigation, I had one influencer reach out to me um, and ask me to touch on CEG because they were not getting paid. And I found that very bizarre. Um, I'm in sales, and when you don't get paid your commission, you better be like up any person's ass, accounting, um, management, figuring out why you didn't get that paycheck because you're working on commission. Like that is your livelihood. Um, so for me, when I was listening to this influencer, it's like, how are you putting up with this? One, you already completed the job. The job's been done. You did what you're part of it. The contract is complete. You should have been paid on that. And, um, there was no answer. They are a messy, messy agency. Um, they work with very large influencers that they keep happy 
Um, and they also work with smaller influencers who they take advantage of. And I don't think that's okay. Um, I've spoken to an influencer that's in the 100,000 range all the way down to an influencer that's around 10,000 followers. And both of them have very similar stories. And I just think it's very, very shady um, what they are doing. It sounds to me as if they are involved in some type of situation where they're taking from taking money from one campaign to pay bigger influencers to keep them happy um, and delaying payments to the smaller influencers. And it's, it's like a Tom Girardi from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, if nobody um, is familiar, which I, I'm sure a lot of you are, but he was taking money from cases he would win um, in court and he would then pay off other cases that he had used the money in other instances. So basically he was just like every time, like he was trying to play catch up. So it sounds like this is what's happening with this agency. Um, and I'm not talking like pennies and dollars. Like I'm talking anywhere from 5,000 up to like $60,000. Like some of these women are owed. Um, I don't understand how this is legal. I don't get how they are able to do this and how more voices haven't been raised on this situation. Um, I think if you are coming into the industry and you are going to be that third man in the middle, kind of the middleman between the brand and the influencer, and you are not doing your job by completing that entire contract, I just don't know how you can continue. And I don't understand how more people are not talking about this. Okay, so I was talking with a social media manager and she says to me, and I quote, influencer talent manager here, companies like CEG just blatantly don't pay on time. We are paid regularly. It's a actually a huge problem in the influencer industry that agencies always pay late. I could send you a book on this based on it. I said, can you tell me more about this? Why is this so legal? I then reply, how is this legal? How is this agency and other agencies allowed to do this? She replies, it's not legal. The payment terms are outlined in the agreements we entered into. Net 30, net 60. If the brand or agency doesn't pay on time, it's my job as a talent manager to either chase down the payment or take legal action. My theory on what brands and agencies pay late without caring us is because the amount they owe doesn't compare to the cost it will take for legal action. Even just having a lawyer write a letter stating pay now or we'll file action costs hundreds of dollars, much more if you actually took them to claims court. Most influencers are self-employed, so they don't have a team behind them for legal action. So these agencies are blatantly taking advantage of these influencers, and the influencers are just going along with it. So it's like you, you come to a point where you have to think about it. Why are you it's like insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. These influencers are going with these agencies. The agencies are blatantly taking advantage of them and nothing is being done about it because no one gives a shit because they know that it's going to cost them more money to take them to court than to actually get their payment. So at this point, it's going to take influencers teaming up together to cut out the middleman and go right to the brand. Because this is just, this is next level. I've never seen or heard something like this. And it's not, it, it should, it's illegal. But they know how to work the system. The influencer world is a very, very dark world. Very dark world. If you think about it, there is grossness at every corner of 
of it. You've got from the influencers themselves, how they scam their followers, some of them, and lie on a daily basis for a paycheck. Um, You've got the brands who take advantage and don't pay on time. Um, And then the agencies that just blatantly don't pay these influencers. I mean, you could go on and on, but it's like, at what point do you step back and look at the definition of insanity and want to step out of it? Is it worth it? All of this that you're putting yourself through. I mean, it's crazy to me. You think back and like you look at how these influencers started out and they're not a lot of these that like blew up overnight. A lot of them are not what they were years ago. And yes, you grow up with the influencer and yes, things change and yes, they get families, but that's not what I'm talking about. Their personalities change. It's like they think that the followers are stupid, that they're going to continue to believe everything that they put in their face because they're saying it and they've got a million followers, so they must be right. And you think about it and you're like, you start to see exactly what I'm talking about. For instance, like an influencer will tell you that they have this exclusive code. I get it. I'm in sales. Again, like I had said earlier, I'm in sales and yes, you want to beat it to the punch, but that's not genuine. Like an influencer that lies to you is one to not be trusted. You want someone that is genuine, that you love, that regardless if other influencers have that same code, you're still going to buy from that other influencer because you trust them. And the fact that these women are trying to take advantage of you and act as if their followers are stupid, you have to question who you're really following and why you're following them. I mean, it, it comes to a point and I see this a lot. Like you see how these influencers start out. They're very genuine, very wholesome. And then like, there's just some point in time where something clicks and they automatically are like, I'm famous. I'm a famous bitch and this is what I'm going to do. Um, and it gets to their head and it's like, you have to go back. Who got you to that point? Your followers, your followers are who support you, who get you your paychecks, who swipe up on your codes and use your codes and pay for your stuff, buy your products, buy your lines. And it's like, they treat you like you're stupid. Followers, I'm talking to you. They treat you like you're stupid. And we have to start seeing through that because, and holding them accountable. I mean, none of them take accountability. Let's talk about, too, some of these influencers from last year during the quarantine. They got to where they are because they were in giveaways for months. They jumped 500,000 plus followers because they did giveaways. They also were in an investigation for giving away a car, but we just sweep that under the rug because we fall in love with who the person is. Some of these women that were doing these group giveaways, they were being investigated for trying to do a car giveaway. So like you think about that too, and it's like, who are we really standing by? And it's hard too for these smaller influencers to, co- to come up because these larger ones saturate the market. And we don't know any better because we've stood by these for years, but I think it's time to start thinking out of the box and start looking at these other ones who are more genuine and, and are not lying or deceiving you and want the best and are doing this because they love to influence in a way that's very genuine and wholesome. I mean, we have to get back to that, I feel like. And look, I'm not here trying to tell you, I'm just trying to open your eyes as to what's going on in the market. Um, and at what at some point, you, you're going to see it. If you don't want to see it now, that's fine. But you will see it in time. They, pl- they play you like you're stupid. That's, that's exactly what's happening. Let me give you some examples of how I think that influencers think that we don't 
know what's going on or they treat us like we're stupid. So you'll have an influencer that starts putting things into your head like, oh my gosh, I've had such anxiety. Um, I've been dealing with it lately. And like, maybe it's not the same day and maybe it's the following day, but you will automatically see a code for some type of product that's helping that influencer with anxiety a day later. Nothing they say is real. I mean, you have to, you have to see it for what it is. Nothing they say is real. Everything they say is to get a sale out of you. They're salespeople. When you think about it at the end of the day, what they're doing is selling you on a product and making money off of you. And that's completely fine. But you cross the line when you treat somebody like an idiot and think that you are going to one up them or get one over them over on them because of some product that you probably don't even really use. And that's the problem. I mean, for example, Laura Beverlin had bracelets on that she was pushing that she linked. And then literally two hours later in that same outfit, no bracelets at the store. So you're going to make me think that you are wearing those bracelets, that you love them, but you're not even going to wear them two hours later. I mean, you got to see it for what it is. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that they think that they can just say whatever they want and you're going to believe that and buy their products. And you call them out on it and you're bullying. But that's not. You're being a smart consumer. And that's what you should do. You should ask questions. And specifically like for skincare, do you see how quick that all these influencers last year were pushing products from Tula and now they're on Dime? Because Dime offers a better compensation plan. And that's why they're selling those products. that's the truth. That's exactly the truth. And that's exactly what's happening. That's what it is. There's nothing more to it. Yes. There's products that some of them are using like Shanity Fair, 100% believe that she truly loves the Lash Boost Serum. 100% believe that. But these other women that are just pushing like everything else, I can guarantee they've never used them or maybe used them once, but not in the, the time that you're supposed to be using them before you push a product. So like, that's the problem. It's like, what makes them jump? Why are you jumping to another thing? And then if, when it's not time, it's going to be another product, another beauty line that they're going to jump to because the commission's going to be, it's going to be better. That's exactly what's happening in the MLM world. Mo Dare, you had people jumping from Unique um, or Young Living, that oil company, to Mo Dare. Nothing to do with the products, all to do with the money that they were making from the company. They were giving them bonuses to come over and then jump ship. At the end of the day, you have to see that because this is what's happening. These influencers are all about making money and you come second and that's it. And that's fine. Again, that is their job. Their job is to sell you things. They are salespeople. They're not, they're influencing you into a sale. So I get that, but you guys need to see that too and not buy into all this stuff. Like, what they're saying. And I know I say this because I get sent this stuff all the time. Everyone sends me this. Oh, look what she's pushing now. Well, stop interacting with it because you're only giving her another engagement. You're only giving her another thing to swipe up on or she's not disclosing. Well, stop engaging on it because when the engagement is low, the brands uh, don't work with the influencer again. And we just continue to increase that. So I just feel like it's very important for us to be more self-aware in these situations because we're just walking dollar signs to the influencers. Um, Like I was saying earlier with these giveaways, I mean, there's a handful of these influencers that went from like 500,000 followers to a million in the matter of months because they were doing these giveaways. But like 
again, I need to put this into your head. They were being investigated for trying to give away a car. And this was all to get their following up to over a million, which some of them have now. So you got to like, we just have to see through this. And I know I keep pushing this in this episode. I'm being very pushy about it. But like, it upsets me to see people get taken advantage of. Because sometimes, I'm going to tell you, some of these shady-ass influencers that are on the platform, they don't give a shit about any products. They're taking these jobs because it's paying them, and they're able to meet ends meet with it. You have to do your research. You have to search things yourself and make sure that it's going to benefit you. And if it's not going to benefit you, don't give them the support. Move forward. Another thing I want to talk about is how influencers just don't, some influencers just don't give a shit. And do whatever they want. And the best example I can provide for you is Vanity Planet. We have been seeing every influencer push this product all over the goddamn map. There has been no disclosures from anybody. Nobody. There's no hashtag partner. There's no anything. And then on Friday, I see what Lola likes, who I love her. Um, She's an influencer on Instagram. Right in front of you, hashtag Vanity Planet Partner. So why someone who's a verified influencer, verified checkmark on the platform is able to do that, but Bridget, who's an influencer on there, or Danny Austin, is not able to do that? Why is it so difficult for them to do their jobs or give a shit about following the laws? And with that, like that bothers me. If someone can't even go out of their way to disclose that this is a in fact an ad that they're being paid to push or they're earning commissions that they don't even have the time to disclose that to me I am not giving you my business and you should feel the same if someone cannot make you aware that what they're pushing on their product they are actually getting paid for it's not truthful that's the whole basis around this is if you are being in front of an ad okay and there's no disclosures. How are you supposed to know that this person is pushing this because they genuinely love it? Or maybe they're just getting paid and it's deceitful. And if someone like what Lola likes can literally disclose that right in front of your face, a verified person on the platform, and you've got somebody else like Danny Austin, 1.2 million, can't even have the decency to do it. Why continue to support these people? They think that they're above the law and they think that the laws don't pertain to them. If like, and this is what I don't understand. And I keep bringing this up because why, why is it okay for them to not follow the rules and others too? Like why do some have to and the others don't? So like by reporting them, Instagram is cracking down. And by reporting these people, they will begin to lose their links to be able to do that. But at the same time, you have to see this for what it is. Such a big person like what Lola likes is able to disclose with no issues. But someone like Danny Austin, no disclosure. Someone like Bridget, no disclosure. And it's crazy. It's crazy to me. So another thing I want to talk about um, to go alongside of influencers finding it beneath them to disclose information is the fact that influencers take advantage of followers and brands when they are getting paid for an ad and let's take coconuts from big brother nicole um she has an ad okay she posts on her page she then takes that screenshots that puts it onto her story and then comes to her followers and says if you like this ad and you, or if you like this post, not this ad, sorry, you don't even know that it's an ad at first. If you like this post and comment, 
you can have a chance to enter and win a coffee. Or maybe sometimes, depending on probably how much she's getting paid for that ad, she'll end up giving 50 bucks, maybe, on Venmo. How is that okay for you who is getting paid for an ad for that product? You're having people comment coffee that has nothing to do with your ad so you can get your engagement up. Or you can either stay at that fee that they are charged, that you're charging them, or you can work with them again for a higher fee because your engagement is higher on that. And how are brands not seeing this? There's definitely not an ROI there because these people are not commenting in a way for to buy their photos. I think one of the brands was a photo company. So you got, like, I just don't understand this whole influencer world. It's such a gray area and there's so much cheating going on and so many people are getting taken advantage of. It's gross. It's so gross. And yet here they are. They're still thriving. They're still making their money and it doesn't end. And you just have to think about it. Like, what am I doing supporting people like this? Who's blatantly cheating, stepping over others to get these opportunities, cheating their way to get those opportunities. I just don't think it's okay. And I hate that we live in a world where people that are doing terrible things are getting uplifted. And the ones that are following the rules and doing good things are just being pushed back down. It's not okay. And it's not fair. And yes, I know we don't live in a fair world. But like, why can't we be the ones to make the change and make that possible for those influencers who are being good and genuine and lift them up versus continuing to hate watch some of these influencers and attacking in that sense. And like, it goes back to this, like last night, here's an example of a hate watch. I had somebody come to my TikTok video. I had posted something about Raquel and James from Vanderpump Rules and how they um, broke up. And this person commented on my TikTok and I quote, did Courtney Shields pay you off to have you her, to have you stop talking about her? And I looked at that and I'm like, is this a joke? Did someone pay you to do this? So I did a video back to them and I said, I, and I tagged her. I tagged Courtney Shields in this video because I couldn't believe that this is exact. This is literally what's been being said. And I know it's being said because it's not, so that's not the first time that I've seen that. And I'm going to get to why I haven't been saying stuff about Courtney Shields in a second. I reply back to this person and I say in a video, do you see how crazy you sound? Did someone pay you to come to my TikTok to make that comment? If you hate someone so much and it seems like you hate Courtney based on your on your comments, why are you following and reading comments and reading her posts and getting so involved? What is that doing for your life, your personal life? I can honestly tell you guys, I don't hate any influencers. I really don't. I hate what they do to their followers. I truly do. I hate what they're doing to their followers and taking advantage of them. That's what I hate. And that's what I call out. And it makes me... And I don't know what it is. Maybe just call it a calling. I don't know. But I feel like I was meant to be doing what I'm doing. Because I feel like I have been making some changes in the industry. I feel like some people are being very much trying to conduct themselves in a better manner. And that's the whole point of this. This whole point is not to drag influencers. The whole point is not to make people feel like shit, but to call them out. And then hopefully they change their ways when they see that. That's the whole point. So I leave it to this person and say, why do you hate follow? If you, if you hate her so much, what is that doing for you? 
And I post that because I asked you guys last week, there's no reason to hate follow somebody. What is that doing for you to sit there and stalk someone's stuff? And I'm not, let's not use the word stalk, to watch someone's content that you don't like. And it's going to genuinely bring you to a place of you being very upset and annoyed and pissed off. What is that doing for you in your personal life? First of all, you don't know that influencer, okay? We all know that they're shady. We, they've been called out. They've been talked about. And they still continue that. So when somebody doesn't change and continues to, to be in a way of shadiness, there's no hope there. And you need to stop watching their content and giving them engagement. That is what I'm saying. I believe that Courtney Shields has slowly made progress into the right direction. Do I think she's perfect? No. Do I think that she has made many mistakes? Absolutely. Do I think she fucked up her makeup launch? 100%. Do I think that she ignored people for too long before she made a statement? Absolutely. But what people want to talk about is not that. They want to hear about her her getting uh, ending her fiancé's her and her fiance's relationship or something about her personal looks. And I'm not going to do that. That's petty and that's gross. And that's not what my platform is here for, to drag people down because of things that are none of our business. If she wants to share that 100%. And I will tell you, I know what happened. And I comment on one of her videos in support because I have empathy for her for what she went through. Plain and simple, black and white. There's nothing else to it. But for like people to continue to go and watch people that they hate, and continue to be in a situation where it's not doing anything good for you personally. You're watching someone that you don't know, that you hate, that you know is not going to change and is going to continue to be bad. And I'm not talking about Courtney. I'm talking about overall influencers. That they're going to continue upsetting you because they're not making the changes that you wish they would. What is that doing for you in your personal life? It's nothing. It's, it's, it's retroactive and it's making you crazy. And you're getting angry, but like... They don't have any effect in your life. If you just stop engaging and let it go and walk away from it, if most, if a lot of us did that, do you see where they would be? Where would their support be? It would be nowhere. Because most of that engagement's coming from hate follows and hate watches for these influencers that, that don't want to change and they want to be this shit. They want to they continue doing what they do because they want to play stupid and act like you don't know what's going on. So I ask you to do this again. If there are people that are causing you stress and causing you anger and ups- and making you upset, stop watching their content. Stop giving them the benefit of the engagement. Stop doing it. Walk away from the situation. We know that some of these influencers are never going to change. No matter how many times I call them out, it's not going to happen. And I need to start doing it myself. Stop giving them the attention because when I post stuff on my story, everyone just goes and watches it. So maybe that's what I have to do as a step forward to stop talking about those. But then at the same time, I'm faced with this. If we don't call them out and brands don't see it, what's going to happen? They're going to continue to get represented. So it's a difficult thing. But what I can tell you with you guys, I just think that we need to stop being so invested in hating people so much. It's crazy. Stop wasting your energy on it. It's not healthy. It just really isn't. If you were to invest your energy in other things in your life, I promise you, it makes a world of difference. Don't let these women upset you, okay? They are bad. They don't want to change. That's fine. We can continue educating the brands and educating other people that are involved with these influencers that 
There are other better influencers out there that you can work with and support. And it starts with Luminol. I sent them a list of bad influencers that don't give a shit about disclosing, that don't care about that they're using a filter. And let's see what they do. Let's see what they do with that list. That's step one, is making everyone aware of what these people are doing. Step two, if nothing is done, then that brand is also a part of the problem. Stop supporting the brand. There's things that we can do. We have the power. And I promise you, it will get better. And I think it really has started to get better. I honestly do. I think we have seen a lot of changes. But I think we as a whole, us followers, need to do a better job of letting go of those that we hate. And just know that things will happen when they're supposed to. They're not going to go on forever. Their moment will come. It always does. So with that, we are at the end of episode two. And guys, I just want to say thank you so much for supporting me, for listening to my episodes. Please subscribe. Please rate the episode. Please rate the podcast. Follow me at Gigi's Reality and let's keep going let's keep going okay i love you all i hope you have a great week and i will talk to you soon